What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. And away we go once again on the A's for Alcoholic podcast. Yeah. Um, It's been been a bit of a, a weird week. For me, there's been some uh, some ups and some downs, and I've been feeling like this weird energy, and I don't know anything about whether there was a full moon or a new moon. I don't know if you're a moon guy or not, Jerry. My wife is. There's a, a new moon two days ago. She's uh, a moon guy, yes. <laughs> the moon, what is it? Who are the ones on the Aqua Teen Hunger Force? The moon and the nights. The moon and nights. The moon and nights, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. But I've been feeling a lot of weird, like negative energy from everybody, and people have been either upset or depressed or fucking unavailable or I don't know, man. Like it's it's not just you know what I was telling you about the landlady or my other friend or like mm-hmm. there's been this weird sort of it's hard sometimes when like nobody wants to fucking do anything and people are just seemingly unhappy and. I kind of just have to try to shrug it off and go on with my day. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> I wish it were that easy. Well, uh, it's so easy to get our shit so entangled in other people's business. I mean, you were asking me earlier, you know, you're like, is it my fault for expecting things from people? Well, I mean, yeah. It's a weird question, right? To think about whether or not it is your fault to expect other people to do things for you because it doesn't necessarily place the onus on you that your actions are negative your actions are coming from a positive place you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so if someone else decides not to be reliable or to do whatever it is they do that that makes you feel like dang am i the fool here for expecting more from this person i mean honestly i feel like you're more optimistic than you are foolish you know like I am. Like you're, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with optimism. It's just, you know, that's, that I think seems to be the, 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 um, uh, the, you know, the bad part of optimism mm. is, is, is getting let down, you know, that, that can be a side effect of it. But I wouldn't say, you know, I, I, in hindsight, thinking about it, it's like not necessarily your, the actions of other people aren't necessarily your fault. Right. No, I, I, don't I don't think know. so. I don't think the actions of anybody else are my fault. I mean, that. No, not at all. Yeah. So, so like that idea of expectation is the reason why I, I have created my own suffering by creating expectation. I don't know if that's like some stoic shit or some Buddhist shit or something like that, but I feel like there's something, some deeper 
um, school of thought about yeah, there's that, something in that, right? Yeah, and I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about exactly, but it, it's I got I, it from somewhere. But you've got the idea, and I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So because it, my mom's always like, you, "This is what happens when you have expectations." But to me, whenever she says that to me, I always feel like I'm in trouble for expecting the best out of people or mm-hmm. the worst out of people. You know, right? Whereas. Am I in trouble? I don't know. I got to ask her. I'll call her later. But <laughs> <laughs> she's like, this is why you don't expect things. Don't expect anything. Just kind of go into it. But, you know, sometimes you have agreements and, you know, right? they need to be fulfilled or they, you assume they will be fulfilled. And then, yeah, you know, it's weird. I um And speaking of your, uh, your mom, one of the things, and for all of our, all of our dear <laughs> listeners, speaking about your mother, <laughs> well, um, so coming up this summer, Jerry's going to be going out of town, and may we may not be able to record, and so we're um, we're contemplating. I mean, I don't know. We'll probably put out maybe some some episodes we have on backlog with the movie reviews, or yeah, maybe try to we'll bang out. out a I couple mean, of them. But you know, so I, all I'm saying is to you, dear listeners, is that there may be a bit of a hiatus and to the, you know, Patreon folks that it might be some stuff that you've already heard. So whatever it is that's coming up in June, we'll, we'll figure it out, but right. there may be a interrupting. What am I trying to say? We might interrupt the regularly scheduled program, but we'll still be on the air one way or we'll, the other. I'll figure <clears throat> We'll figure it out in the meantime. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe some, something will happen that'll change circumstances as far as us being able to record. Yeah. But outside um, of my home studio. Mm hmm. <laughs> hey welcome to the studio so welcome yeah i just studio. and the cat know, box right there <laughs> that's the cat box is you have you, you got a shit box you got got a shit box in here i got a bowl the cat eats out of there's a paper bag it's her favorite paper bag <laughs> there's always that <laughs> when they're shifting yeah. the litter you know like uh-huh. and then i catch her sometimes like i'll come in here to get something she'll be in here i'm like oh i'm sorry like I feel bad. It's private time. Just Dog squ- squatting care, with but... that fucking stare, mm-hmm. and then they look up like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I'm in here." Looking around for predators, but also, yeah, <laughs> trying to loosen that load. Get uh, it out so you can just run fast and clean. <laughs> dedicate the first ten minutes of this podcast to that. So I, I guess I've just been a little. I have been disappointed by right. ultimately my own making. If if I'm going to. Like, right. I part guess part of the part don't of don't take the, too much responsibility. No, for it, but I my mean, well, don't beat yourself up too much about no, it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't hate myself or feel like I've done something wrong. But like, it's always. And I wonder if my mindset is like that idea of inventory and taking daily inventory and seeing what my part is in it. So like, is there and. Is there something I could have done differently so as not to feel disappointed other than or am I just learning that there are certain situations and certain people that I just cannot rely on anymore? Right. Right. And also if I need to like have a schedule with somebody and they let me down and I can't just go ahead and say, well, we'll do it. I can't leave myself wide open to just go like, oh, well, maybe or maybe not because that doesn't work for me. Right. Right. So, I don't know. So today, this letter is J. J for jive talking about the Bee Gees. J is for John and Jerry start a podcast. And I wanted to discuss a little bit of how and why we began this thing 
in the first place. And I think it started in, well, it probably started in like 2006, 17, 2017. Cause that was, uh, yeah, probably a little bit before that. Cause we were, well, that was the last time I was in Arizona and we were talking via FaceTime when I was in Arizona. And we started, we were just, I think we started texting back and forth and there were probably a couple of phone calls here and there. And, Mm -hmm. um, we had this idea that we would go and we'd read through the big book together, just like a, just like you would with a, um, sponsor, sponsee or study group. Right. And so it was like for about an hour, we would read whatever, and we'd read for 30 minutes or read a chapter or whatever, and we would discuss it. And, I don't know how you felt about that, but I found it to be extremely helpful. And it was nice to like, like going through having that study group and talking about sobriety and recovery and all that kind of stuff without there being any sort of expectation. Right. Yeah. It gave me different perspective on the literature. That's for sure. You know, and um, I got to see the literature through someone I'm close to through mm -hmm, their eyes mm -hmm. instead of, you know, and, um, a, big room full of dudes i don't know <laughs> which can be which can be intimidating it can be yeah i mean it can be a lot of things sometimes yeah. but um i think too like i enjoyed it because in this particular program that we are both in they they discourage crosstalk and feedback and um right i think there's a third word that i'm missing but um I kind of enjoyed that, and I liked being able to talk with you about things in a pretty frank and open manner. That it, yeah. that it was like, okay, yeah, I don't really feel this thing, and I, I never felt like, I never felt when I was with my sponsor that I could say things like, oh, I don't know, this doesn't sound right to me, or this doesn't, I don't like the way this sounds, or this, this bothers me, right. And I yeah. think with you, I felt more comfortable to have a more open discussion about certain aspects, you know, because mm-hmm. when I was sitting with somebody else who was a stranger or not as I was not as comfortable with, there always was this feeling of like, am I doing good enough? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it well? Am I doing, am I following instructions? And I think at that point early on in sobriety, like it's pretty important to follow instructions because I don't, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to say. And I think about that with people in my life who are still drinking and who are, you know, unreliable and disappointing and are not behaving in a manner in which I think that they should be right to get the things I want to get done. And I have to go, Oh, that's just part of the illness. Right. That's part of the sickness. And yeah, Mm -hmm. like it's this fucked up weird thing. That's we are savagely narcissistic and apologies don't come easy. It's easier to isolate and to blame and to make excuses and fucking forget about it than anything else. Yeah. You know, so. I don't know. So I just felt I just felt better to sit and like read this stuff with you and be able to bounce ideas off of each other and and get a just get your perspective on things. Because yeah, I know you live a vastly different life than me and you've used the same set of stool 
Same set of stools. Same set. Same of- set of stools. <laughs> <laughs> Packing them in. Packing them in. The same set of tools that I do, but in a manner right. that suits your life. Yeah, like in a different way. Mm-hmm. Using the same hammer, but we're both using it. Yeah, different ways. Building different. I, I mean, that's how it all kind of started. I mean, but I've known you since the '90s, and we drank together for years and mm-hmm. years and years and years. I would say that the cornerstone or the keystone of our relationship was the fact that we both could drink a lot you know i mean that and our shared humor and the fact that we were both well read and we probably got the shit bullied out of us in high school yes 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 you know what i mean we liked a lot of the same music same movies yes around the same age we're the same Mm -hmm. age you know we're that part of that that generation so i think that's where it all kind of started and then when i got on the wagon it was like you were still drinking and then you wanted to get on the wagon. So then you got on and then you're like, how did you do this? And I'm like, I don't know. This is kind of how I did it. Like by the grace of God, I just kind of got lucky and figured it like had help people help me and figured it out on my own. And then I was like, well, this worked for me and this is the way I looked at it. Maybe it'll help you. And so then we just started talking. I also think it was a way for us to keep, keep grounded, not to get too outside of our own heads, dude, because you know, I mean, you can get fucking sober and you can get dry, but then if you're not around, I feel like, in my opinion, if you're not around other people who are dry, it's a lot harder, mm-hmm. you know, because then you got to contend with your own mind. It also depends on what type of drinker you are, I imagine, you know, some people are just non-alcoholics who drink alcoholically and then they stop and they're like, well, I haven't had a drink in 15 years and, <clears throat> you know, and then there's other people like, and I feel like I'm part of that other group who just drink alcoholically and is an alcoholic you know like did both yeah Yeah. it's not like i had one bad night and i was like well i'm done with that move on to the next thing you know it's just Mm -hmm. part of my checkered past (laughs) i was talking to a friend too and he's a bartender and he's quit drinking and he was telling me he's like i drank intentionally two times last year and he was saying i had a glass of rum with my brother in chicago and this old restaurant I used to work for 15 years ago closed, and I went and I had some champagne there. And he's mm-hmm. he's basically sober. He says he straw tastes drinks on occasion, but even that is becoming unpalatable. And smokes the occasional, like even he was telling me today, like, I don't even really like smoking the weed anymore. And I used to mm-hmm. do that. And he says I sometimes on the equinox he will eat some mushrooms, you know, and like go for a walk. But he would consider right. himself sober. Now, not. To, well, yeah, he sounds sober. He sounds like no, I don't know. But I mean, not to you and I. So and, complex, and I, yeah. right? It is. So, so I was, I was talking to him, and I, I said I couldn't do that. I couldn't take a straw taste. I couldn't. I can already like. I start playing the the pre-recorded message of take a drink, take another, take another, take another. And I'm already thinking about how I can collect as much booze as possible and how much money it's going to cost and how, how quickly I can get fucked up and how I can hide it from people. And, and to him, he's just like, yeah, I'm just not into it anymore. I'm so glad that I don't drink that way. Cause this is somebody yeah. who used to get fucked up. Right. And so, I just think there's varying degrees of sobriety and varying ways of of going about doing it. Now, I don't want to discourage anybody from getting help, but I also don't want to discourage anybody from doing it however, whichever way works for them. Right. You know, like I wouldn't, 
I don't know. So I just know, well, you and I drank the same way. We were very much binge, let's go, let's black out. There's this compulsive thing we have that I think a lot of people don't, I know a lot of people don't have. And even people who drink alcoholically have hit a hard time and just went on a fucking multi-year long, decade long bender. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they pop out the other side and go, oh, well, I'll have a drink every once in a while. You know, and it's not up to me to define your version of sobriety. Good luck. But also, you know, if you're flying my plane, I hope you're fucking sober, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that aside came from. <laughs> but, um, <Yeah. laughs> but I just feel like there's this compulsive nature that guys like you and me and I hear in the rooms when people share, there's this compulsive thing, right? And it it's... It's just there. It's a fire. It's it's hard to so hard to explain without just being so arty about it. But there's mm-hmm. just it's like me with the fucking Coke Zeros and the Diet Cokes, like and you with the ice cream. We see these examples of it. You know, this compulsive kind of thing, this idea of I deserve this or I don't deserve this. I'm back on the Coke Zeros again, by the way. Don't relapse on that shit. <laughs> you know? But uh two cans a day now, right two. now. Okay. Not not daily now. I'm I'm trying my uh, moderation. It sucks. Okay. <laughs> Try moderation. It's not your favorite way to drink them, is no, it? I hate it. It's not my favorite way to drink them, but there's the compulsions there. The compulsions yeah. absolutely there. I recognize it and I see it, you know. But this isn't a Coke <clears throat> Zero podcast. But but I guess what I'm saying is like if I were in that position, once again, like projecting myself into someone else, I couldn't drink a rum. I could I just know I couldn't. Because then that that box is open again. Mm-hmm. You know? And I also tell people too, like it's not like I drink one rum and I turn into a fucking alcoholic werewolf. Do you know what I mean? But it just opens the door for it. And once that door is open, like the pattern comes back fast. Because mm-hmm. I see it with other things in my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that would be one one big difference is that there's some, some of us have this compulsion. And we know it. And then there are other people who, who don't have it, who are right. who are not not compelled by the sip of a drink or the occasional um, cocktail or whatever it is. And so, and so that person may say like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sober. And in that, I think what my friend was, was saying was that his version of sobriety is more, it's health related. And so he sees, right. Like he went through some kidney stone shit, which is, he said was the worst. Well, I mean, is he sitting with you telling you, Hey John, I have a huge problem with this. I have a disorder. And once I start, I can't stop. And Mm -mm. this is something that like fucks my life up horribly. Or I just got really fucked up for a long time and it was fucking my health up, Mm -hmm. you know, but not necessarily my relationship. You know, it's like I said, it's so complex, dude. Like all of our versions of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, it's not my job to judge whether or not you're, Pardon, whether or not you're sober, you know. Yeah. Like, but you also can't come sit next to me in a room and be fucking coked to the gills and tell me you're sober. Because I'm going to be like, no, you're not. But congratulations for being in the room, though. I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're not. But no, you're not. If you're a- if you're asking me my opinion. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. The, so there's no judgment in it. But I would not be yeah. able to behave in those same ways like not, I, mean, I don't think either of us would i don't think i could i i don't want to i don't want to i don't want no to. It's, desire it sounds pretty fucking foul actually like the the level of, drinking again yeah, yeah it just sounds gross <laughs> at this point i just sounds imagine like it requires a lot a lot well i 
going down to your we local say this pub. A lot, you know, yeah. Sitting in a dirty ass place in a dark room with some other fucking weirdos and skexies who are, hey, yeah, how's skeksis. it going? <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, <laughs> the these are, dark crystal, man, dude. It's just, but it's like there, you know, there are people who say that they have done ayahuasca and it has relieved them of all of their addictions. People who are like junkies go and have this ayahuasca trip. And then all of a sudden they're like, I'm cured. And it's opened my eyes. And oh uh, man, I listened to part of that podcast the other day. Too. Did you? And what do you, yeah. Um, I mean, and I like f- the point they had made where he had said, um, where ritual had said, uh, you know, that's, that's great. Like, I'm glad it helps you. But if you're fucking smoking DMT once a week, <laughs> You know it's what I mean? A, like it's a habit. It's a habit. If you're taking ayahuasca, you know, you're taking it all the fucking time. It's a habit, you know. That being said, I don't know, man. I've I've talked about psychedelics before. And my opinion on it is like, to me, it feels like you're not doing the work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's just my opinion. And people can do psychedelics all they want. But I think it's a fucking part of me feels like you're just taking the elevator instead of the stairs. Because mm-hmm. you can do the same kind of work through tons of fucking discipline meditation. Do journaling. you know what I mean? And, and, and jur- well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but journaling ain't gonna help you see the crystal elves that live on the other side of the fucking magical portal door or whatever horse shit. Right. And that's fine. I mean, that would be really negative about it, but I just feel like you can get to that same enlightenment through tons of hard work, or you can just do it the American way. And ah, oh, it's not even really necessarily American because the natives for drinking fermented fucking mushrooms. That's where it comes from is like South mm-hmm. America. Yeah. But you could do it the fast way, drink that shit and be like, man, I'm enlightened, you know. But it, who am I to discount way. thousands of years of fucking culture, right? I mean, maybe the jaguar people of the fucking Mayan region, you know, the Mayan jaguar people, maybe if they had discovered meditation, they wouldn't be drinking ayahuasca. Who knows, man? Maybe. I I just can't imagine doing it. I mean, not now. And, and not that I don't have issues and problems and all this stuff. And I don't know what level of desperation it takes to get to that point. And I don't know how this, I don't know how people have come to, to find ayahuasca and go on a trip. And do I have to hey, go to man. South America or do I just have to go to, you know, no, South find some. Los Angeles, Southern, Southern California? Yeah, you know? pretty much, yeah. And, and, I, and I've always really resented that. And that's something I have to work on. But I've always resented when they're like, you should do mushrooms. That would help you out. And I'm like, you should go fuck yourself. How about that? Mm-hmm. Well, because like, I don't. That's condescending. Like, I don't need. Maybe I should tell you to not do mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm the jerk because I'm unenlightened. See, it's a hard resentment of mine because I yeah. get it a lot, actually, where they're like. You should try mushrooms. So I'm like, I did try mushrooms. It just made me want to fucking drink so I wouldn't feel like I wasn't on mushrooms anymore. <laughs> like I literally, every time I tried mushrooms, I threw up. I felt really fucking scared. And then I drank a bunch of whiskey. And then I was drunk and high on mushrooms. Because I didn't want to feel high anymore. You know? Yeah. I um, Yeah, same with LSD, man. Just didn't want to feel high anymore. I could, I, I'd, be, I'd be too afraid I would have had a bad trip or something. Like, it would happen to me again. Now I, I bad know trips. I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, that's something you need to learn about yourself then, huh? And I'm like, eh. Mm. No, I, I, I make that face, too. The, the <laughs> listeners can't see it. It's like a fart in an yeah. elevator face where I'm like, hmm. Mm, I, I got shit to do tomorrow. I can't. I yeah. can't, you know. So I think that this whole... The podcast was basically, I think, too, it was just a way for us to reconnect because I know that in that year... And even 
even before then, we, you know, we lived in different states. I remember having conversations with you where we were both drunk. And then we would FaceTime each other drunk. We yes. were already doing a version of this podcast drunk. <laughs> That's true. That's right. No record. That's it was right. you and me and Walter. That's right. And it was like the Walter and John show. And you had, and you're, for some reason on your wall, it, Walter had hung his, had two ties and he hung them up on That's a hanger right. above I forgot about the, that. his bed, which was your couch. And you guys would smoke cigarettes and drink uh. and we'd all smoke and talk. And his backdrop was his two <laughs> shitty neckties. Oh, there was like a Slytherin tie, I think. Yeah. And you'd get mad at him and like chew him out or he'd get mad at you and chew you out. And then me and Megan would just, sometimes it was me and Megan FaceTime. Mm-hmm. But usually it's just me. Yeah. So we I were already that. doing the drunk version of this. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. So we lived out of state. We were. We were doing the drunk version of this. Mm-hmm. We were hammered. We would get hammered because basically I think, I think you end up we're always looking for somebody who we can connect with. So when you're drunk and you both drink a lot and you drink late into the night and you drink heavily, you, you are, you are connected or try to be connected to those people who have the same habits so that, so that my shitty behavior will not be that you won't, you won't be upset or you won't be angry. You'll, you'll excuse my shitty behavior because of your shitty behavior. And we just kind of excuses every, it just cancels it each other's out right I just run in tandem with you like i'm doing <laughs> mm-hmm. now we're just two fucking sober guys who work out now instead of right two shit-faced guys who are smoking cigarettes you know with my daughter in the other room sleeping right yeah. so it was it's just it's that's i forgot all about that we totally used yeah because to i was shit. in arizona mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and, and was, why my big question is you had closets i don't understand why would you hang your ties from a hanger an attack in the wall like there was a closet i've been to your house i've seen the closets i don't think he was he the only closet in your room closet with me he no so there but wasn't his... there a coat closet oh there was no coat closet Maybe, i don't think there was a coat closet so he would like have i don't know stacks of fucking no, shirts yeah. i don't know man it was just it was again this this low level of living that we had no problem with we were like i was we like had Fuck a it. sectional couch where the whole sectional couch didn't fit in the living room so part of it was in your bedroom but yes. then that part had no cushions on it so you just kept all your shit on it it was that whole situation was wild. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, <laughs> just take the cushions off. And it's like it a big t- hole in one of your walls, too, like a body size hole. And I'm like, where'd that come from? And you're like, I don't know. I just I fucking elbowed do it. I not like, know. Yeah. yeah. But it was like the whole size of a body. Like, it was just this giant hole. And I'm like, what'd you do? And you're like, I don't know. And I, I don't know. I remember I tried I'm to. like, holds water. Yeah. <laughs> I remember stuffing it with newspaper and then Mm. I put a piece of like cardboard or something on the inside of it, like tucked it in there and painted (laughs) over it, like tried to fucking. That was your fucking Bob Vila, (laughs) alcoholic Bob Vila. That's great. It was so terrible. we've been doing this for a while, and mm-hmm. then you know the podcast. It's the same. It's that same story, but it's 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 really a simple story. We just we're doing book studying together for this program that we're in. Which at this point we're being so coy about the program when we mention it by name all the time. We've mm-hmm. broken the eleventh tradition so many times, but but anyway, we were we were doing that book study trying to figure out this philosophy. These like rules, not rules, suggestions, suggestions on how to live life without alcohol because living life without alcohol fucking sucks when you're an alcoholic at yeah, first at first you got to get used to it it's like mm-hmm. anything you have to practice it you have to practice it you can't i don't feel like you can come right off of living like an alcoholic your entire life and then 
just nail it in the first week. <laughs> no. I haven't even nailed it yet. I know guys who 30, 40 years have not nailed it. No, I don't think anyone nails it. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, when I see someone nailing it, I'm like, you're a fucking liar. You're drunk. You've been drinking in your car. I could smell your vodka. <laughs> also, what is this popular misnomer that vodka doesn't have a smell? Because I can smell it from two blocks away. Uh, I don't know. Or I don't know if misnomer is the right word. It's a misconception. You see it in movies and TV all the time where the alcoholic is sneaking vodka out of their sock drawer. But I can smell vodka on your breath. Like, I can smell it. Smell the booze. Think, you smell the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, the, the alcohol. I don't know. I think it was just a myth because it's clear and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be odorless and it's supposed to be flavorless. Right. But once it I feel like more so once it goes and comes in contact with your body and starts to be processed by your body. It your ferments. Body it, well, it's is, got that f- yeah, that fermenty smell. Mm-hmm. And I I I definitely have memories of smelling like booze myself when you can smell so yourself I. and I'm just I like I have memories of you smelling yes. like booze bad. <laughs> but you would sweat it out, and then that was my saving grace, I guess, or my thing was like, oh, well, I don't I don't sweat it out. I don't smell like booze, but I looked like booze. Like, I looked like it. Yeah. I was like a big, swollen, red, half-jaundiced thumb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's true. It's fucking it true. It, you know, it's like you said, you don't get it right right, right away. And mm-hmm. I, that's, that's such a um, – it's such a good point because – Thank you. It's it's true. Well, it's because it's so easy. And even when I like 2015, so almost five years ago, was trying to get it right right away. And I was in such turmoil and pain and confusion. So much confusion. Like so. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, dude. And wanting to be excited and. You know, I'd send you those text messages on Sunday morning. O-D-A-T, man. One day at a time. I'm getting all excited. <laughs> and you're so, just... It was so sweet. But right, I was also but... like, this dude's fucking crazy. <laughs> but you, it was sweet, though, you know? like. But you wonder why, you know, those early sobriety people just, like, sound fucking crazy. But, like... Well, and you're clinging to the raft, and you're like, hey, it works, right? <laughs> this will work, right? You know? Yeah. And it's like... I, I remember it. I don't ever I, want to discourage I, anyone. And we're still wet, you and I. We're still wet behind the ears. You know what I mean? Like, we're young. Not that any measure of time necessarily, you know what I mean, makes you any more sober than anyone else. I'm just saying I'm still... Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. It's just... I don't want to sit here and talk like an old hat, an old gunslinger when I'm like... I was... Dude, I remember it. You know? Like, very fucking clearly. Correct. Which is good. Correct. I would agree that there's still a lot of work to be done. And, and a yeah. lot of this is not like, it's not like, oh, I just need to fill out the worksheets and, and I'll, I'll be finished. And some people can right. blaze through it and some other people take their time. And it's just this idea of progressive change. And to me, it doesn't always, like, it doesn't always, I'm not just filling out forms. It's not a stack of forms I need to fill out. And once I get to the bottom, whether it takes me three months or three years, I'll be done. It's right. this every single day creating a habit whether the habit is just making my bed in the morning which that's something that i do that i didn't used to do i didn't used to fucking i didn't give a fuck i mean i used to sleep in dirty sheets no sheets you know sleep on pass out on on the the couch on the floor yeah Yeah, absolutely and this was a fine way of living you know this was whatever man hey man i'm just i'm i'm on the edge i'm on the fringe (laughs) <laughs> this I'm, a, I'm an artist cute, i'm gonna right? be a writer one day one day you'll see you'll be sorry when i get lucky in i'm my just life. working on my writing 
right? Just research. I'm just out there creating stories. Just writing a whole story about the bottom of this coffee table. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I think I, I do have a fucking poem about cigarette butts and, and anyhow on a coffee table, but it's like it's not Probably. interesting. Um, I have to go see if I can find that and see if it. Yeah, still... post that up on the uh, <laughs> Instagram page. Give these people some inspiration like... there. Yeah. So it's um, I, I that you're right. We're not we're not old hats. I would say that I'm much better off than I was when I first started. Yeah, you are. You are leaps, dude. You are so far from where you were. You really are. It's amazing, but I, and it's not up to me to tell you you can get better. You already know. You know whether or not you need to get better, or if you're comfortable mm-hmm. where you are at. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I like. I, I was. To, I was like. I liken it to this. I was talking to these eighteen-year-olds the other day, and I was tattooing them. They're fucking babies, dude. Like eight years older than my daughter. You know, mm. and. Uh, I was telling him about like getting old, like just growing up, you know, because now I'm like going to be 45 this year and I'm like, oh, they like look at me and they're like, that guy's old. That mm-hmm. That's a fucking dad right there. Uh, they were asking me something about it and I was like, and they were like, well, now that we're over 18, we're afraid that like life is going to pass us and we're before we know it, we're going to get old. And I'm like, nah, it's funny. It's fast, but it's really slow at the same time. Like it happens so subtly, like you don't even notice it till it's already happened, and then you're like, "Fuck, I'm 44." You know what I'm saying? Like I do. it is so subtle, but it's so fast, and I feel like <clears throat> my recovery is kind of working the same way too. You know, there's this subtle thing, but it's happening quickly sometimes too. You just, where I'm w- like, wow, I would have really thought about that way differently than I do now. You know, or I would have tolerated this. And now I don't tolerate this. You wake up with a realization one day, but that that realization required, I don't know, the last year or two or five of you just working on yourself. Right. Of doing the same thing over and then and even over and over. like this concept of working on ourselves, man, it's so abstract, right? Like okay. you go into the rooms, you go into the program, you hear them say, do this, do that, do this. But they never really say how to do this or do that. Mm-hmm. They just say, you need to work these steps. And you're like, but how? Like, how do I do step this step or that step or these really weird ones that like, you're like, I got to have ask God to what do I I have to ask God to remove all my def- character defects. So I have to like, what do I have to pray? I, I don't you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so I got to pray or do I go outside and what the fuck God, you know, and some people it's really clear they do it and then they feel better. And it's people like me, I'm like, I don't know. How about I just keep practicing the shit I know until the other thing clicks in and makes sense, you know? And then I'm like, oh. Or I just push that one aside and go, that's not that's not serving me right now. So double back later, maybe? I don't know. <clears throat> yes. I think that's a good I think that's good. Yes, double back later. It's not serving yeah. you and it's getting in your way. And so you keep and you're So the the assumption that you are that there's something that you need to work on or something that you don't understand. Right. Wait, let me rephrase that. Something that you don't understand that may yeah. help you in your life. You don't understand it. You're going to continue to do the things that you do understand repeatedly day after day after day after day because they make you feel good. They make life easier. They make yeah. you happier. The people around you happier. You shelve that other thing that you know has worked for other people. And then once you feel, once you get some kind of perspective and sometimes this perspective only comes from living life day after day, year after year. And then you say, oh, 
I see how I can incorporate that into what I've been doing now. So let me bring that back in here and then I can go. I just imagine you like shirtless in the in the in the moonlight going, what do I need to do, God? Like running yeah, out to your dude, front yard. Yeah, yeah just just like <laughs> somebody. from What the-, the fuck is a four step? You know, like because then it, they're like, oh, dude, the whole somebody thing throws is just, a shoe out of you, throws a shoe at you from the like a cat. Order. Like, yeah, like a comic yeah. <laughs> So <clears throat> I think that's a pretty so, good way to put it. Right. Like how I, I, I don't want to get too deep into this shit because of the thing. But how do number six, how do you ask God to remove your defects of character? How do you like that's what I want to stand up in a meeting and say, like, how do I ask God? Do I pray? And then do I, if I pray enough, then God is like my version, my higher power goes like, bink, it's gone now. Good luck out there in the world. Fabulous unicorn or what? Like, what do I get? Like, how do I get it? to work or is it surrender because there's a lot of shit i mean if we're getting down in the literature there's a lot of shit on surrender too right because my version of higher power was always surrendering surrendering to the bear you know or whatever right just surrendering to something that i cannot control because if i walk around my entire life thinking i can control things that are outside of myself i'm fucking super mistaken like and that's a dumb that's a dumb idea that's it's so entitled that thinks the universe revolves around you that's like that theory that everything is made for me Everything's not made for me. These people are all living their lives. There's some other dude in two houses down doing a fucking bourbon podcast. You know what I mean? Like, he's got his own life, you know? So I guess I guess what I'm getting at is like when we, when we talk about, I guess my roundabout way is when we talk about doing work on ourselves. And your, exp- your explanation is way clearer than, but I, than what I've gotten in the past. Not from you, just in general, like mm-hmm. in the recovery community. I don't like these to be these podcasts where I come down on on uh, the program because the program i owe everything to the fucking rule the the program i do i couldn't have done it without using the program but sometimes i'm just like huh i think it's okay to be confused but yes also and i'm not resentful of it but i was gonna say also like when we say when we work on ourselves it's kind of a big idea do you know what i mean it's kind Mm -hmm. of a really vague big idea but you and i understand what we mean by work on ourselves and you explained it like you take these tools that you've learned these kind of skills you're like okay this is the part where i don't get pissed and call them a cunt you know what i mean like mm-hmm. don't call them a cunt it's not their fault you need to drill that in your brain it's not their fault they have whatever this or that or this you know they have an illness like so and so i live with so and so and they're drunk it's, they have an illness they have a fucking illness and they're sick like if someone had you know food poisoning was vomiting all over my house i'd be like go outside and i'd probably be annoyed that i had to clean up the vomit but i would also have some empathy that i'm like you're sick you can't yes. help it that you're vomiting that being said <clears throat> i i don't want to also it's a weird analogy because if you have an alcoholic running around your house punching everybody in the face and breaking your windows like yo get that fucker out of there you know what i'm saying there's still but, boundaries yes you they yeah, there can absolutely. be you can you can have boundaries around someone else's illness that's, that's absolutely that's yeah fine that's more yeah and don't listen i'm mean, would even say it's so funny it's, it's counteractive to the podcast i'm like don't listen to my advice i have awful <laughs> advice <clears throat> well you have i wouldn't i'm not asking you for advice i'm just asking you for your oh, i'm talking to a listener right no you. i know but as oh. a listener as i'm gonna stand in for the listener i would say i'm not asking you for your advice i'm not reaching out to you i'm listening to you for your experience right and then i'll I'll take that. So, like, that. I mean, that's a good thing. Like, if I'm going to ask 
a higher power or a god or a fucking luck or fate or the the cosmos for something like how do i ask for it well right. i think it starts with just maybe saying it out loud and writing it down and writing th- so writing it down for me has been something that's been really helpful and um this is something i got from a book called the artist's way which i think is really awesome i think it, it was written by martin scorsese's wife um, and she's anyhow. So it's all about. You I don't know, know why I had such a visceral reaction to that. I was like, <laughs> it's very weird, right? Why, it's why, very, what? Yeah, it's a weird thing because yes. it's this very artsy, you know, book about As reinvigorating and, wife. Yeah. And, and reopening your your artist potential and all that kind of stuff, which sounds totally corny and hokey. But I found it really helpful. But the thing that stuck with me the most from going through that book and the and the workbook that comes with it. So there's homework involved. So um, you'll love that. But um, is that I write the pages in the morning, right? So I write three pages. I get a regular ass notebook. I write three pages, even if I just talk about how, oh, I didn't make fresh coffee and I just drank whatever was in the pot from yesterday. There was a squirrel outside. My leg hurts, you know? And so I just write three pages worth. So in part of... um, to fill the pages, that's when I started mm-hmm. writing down the prayer for the morning was that I would say, what do I pray to God for? And I would say, right. God, help me to, you know, and I try to make it up for somebody else or about somebody else. Right. It doesn't, always, that too. It doesn't yeah. always feel the best when I say, dear God, can you please make me happy today? Can you give me, right. God, can you help me find money? Like that doesn't yeah. really work. So I always make it about... If there is an opportunity to ease some pain or bring some comfort into the world or to somebody else's life, please direct me in that in that direction. Push me in that mm-hmm. direction. So I'll write, I think that's what, no, in fact, I'll just read you what today's prayer was, just to give you an idea so that we, and it just says, today's prayer, Lord, let the world know that all is well. Help me to share peace and love with all I encounter and help ease pain when I can. Amen. So that's like one of the first things I do in the morning. Um, and did I'll you just... spread peace and love today? Hell yeah, I did. You <laughs> see, did? I know it's... <laughs> see, I know it sounds a little corny, and I feel corny writing it down, but I just kind of have to but get it out, right? Like... It's part of your meditation, though. It works. I mean, you're sharing kind of an intimate part of your meditation with us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm just... <laughs> teasing you well i know but that's because i don't share my meditation with anybody yeah i'm Um, not like you know you know um lord uh, this is on the first of uh, february lord let this new day let let this new day of this new month bring a fresh start to all endeavors and make for a joyous start to all things amen so that one's kind of i mean if i'm going to pick it apart that one's kind of fucking repetitive you right? wrote that one? I did. Or that came out? Oh. I wrote that one. You like that one? That should be your book right there. It's just uh, Thoughts of John. And this is all your daily prayers. <clears throat> I do want to do an A's for Alcoholic prayer book. Um, and then go through. And that's another idea that I'm going to have um, to do. But so so anyhow, that's part of like when I try to think of like what I'm asking for, right? So mm-hmm. maybe I should direct it more into my defects of character. And what are the things that I that I really want to get rid of. I want to get rid of the sloth or I want to get rid of, which again, are these actual defects of your character, Jerry, or are they, are you being judgmental? 
Right. So, and here's this is interesting because the defect of character thing has always interested me. The concept of it. So there are things that are intrinsically and objectively bad for your life. I would say. Word. Okay. Word. 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 <laughs> there are ways Absolutely, that you, there are yeah. ways that you behave yeah. that no person. And I'm speaking, you know, to, I'm, when I say you, I'm speaking to you and to I, you know, that I. Yeah, right? I know what you just, mean. I, I know you're not do. pointing at me being like, you need to get your shit together. No. But there are things that we both could agree that are objectively bad behaviors that continue in your life that you would rather stop. Whether it be getting quick to anger or, you know, like I talk about, you know, sloth and maybe things like. I fucking spend too much time on my phone when I don't need to and just right. stuff, you know, shit like that. Um, things like in my relationship, maybe with how I how I broach subjects or how we communicate, you know, me and my partner, whatever it is. So those things that are objectively bad. Now, saying I didn't do enough today is not really a character defect. Saying I didn't you know, oh, you didn't do enough today, or man, you're really fucking lazy. You know that? Like, right. I don't think that I'm lazy, but I do feel like there are some slothful aspects of my behavior that I would feel better about myself getting rid of. Yeah. So, I think it's important to 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 separate the two, to separate the self judgment that comes with being a fucking alcoholic, and to to look at the things as objectively as you possibly can. And I think that's why it's helpful to write it down and look back. Right. So I still think you, you know, if you feel the need to run out in the street and fucking scream and yell and like <clears throat> do it on your run, man, like you're running, you can, you can say all kinds of shit out there and nobody's going to stop you. You're running, you know, it's well, not it's like Eugene too. So that's just normal. For some dude saying, well, <laughs> shit on the fucking trail. I see that all the time. No, for me, it's it's definitely, I don't know, I have my moments with it and without, you know, and it's it's definitely these abstract concepts like working on myself or having asking for this or asking for that, that become clearer over time and some of mm -hmm. them become more convoluted and fuzzier over time. Everything kind of fades in and out you know, from the foreground to the background and I just kind of pick out what I need and like you said, like this thing doesn't serve me now so I'll double back to it later when I need it. It's like a quest, quest item. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you're right. playing Fallout 4 and they give you a fucking key to some place and you don't need that key yet. Just hold on. It's just going to stay in your inventory till you need it. And you know, maybe you're not powerful enough to get on the other side of that door. Right, my to... level's not high enough. Exactly. Everybody on the other side of the door, they're all fucking 2025 20, and I'm over here little 5, little exactly. beach bob. Yeah. So you're gonna yeah. have to level up a few, you know, go around. Yeah, I'm gonna have to level up a little bit, yeah. Kill Work some chickens perks. or whatever. Yeah. Get my perks up, you know. That's Zelda. Kill the chickens. Kill some chickens. Yeah, no, we're doing Fallout, Zelda, and like Ark. I was like mashing three together. I've been playing the Division, so. That's the Tom Clancy spies and fucking Navy. Yeah, it's not spies. And... It's like post-apocalyptic Washington D. It's just shooting things, but it's okay. super fun. It's just a loot and shoot. You shoot things and then you collect their loot, and you get better loot each time. But it's multiplayer, so you all go in a group and try to accomplish one thing together, and every person plays a role, and I, I'm very slothful. 
But so <laughs> would you say you're your loot shooting boogie? <laughs> yeah, I'm a loot shooting boogie, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's my uh, video game, Billy Ray Cyrus. That's uh, your. That's just the new recovery video game you're working on. The loot shooting boogie. The loot shooting boogie. Like just nah. But yeah, no, I'll do all my shit tomorrow. Not that this needs to be on the podcast, but like I haven't had a day where I've just sat and played games in a long time. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm doing laundry or cleaning the house or, you know, like my workout, it's not a 15 minute, it's like an hour, you know, work out every day for an hour. And then there's all the prep to work out. So I stretch and mm-hmm. then I come home and then the minute I come home, I have to feed animals and take care of the house. And So okay. anyway, it's just life. It's living life. I would have never have done those things hungover. Everything just, I would have made Megan do it. It would have been like you do it. Assuming she was still there. <laughs> you right. know what and I mean? If she like, wasn't here, I wouldn't be in this house. I would be in some shitbox apartment and it would have gotten worse and worse, you know. Because I kept house pretty good for a while there, but it just got bad. It mm-hmm. just kept getting worse. You know? Yeah. So. so I think that that's to kind of answer the question. And I, I, I agree with you because to hear that sort of, you got to work on yourself. Like, what the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? What does yeah. that mean? So, so clarification is always good. I think if I was out there, I know that I'm out there in the world sometimes and I hear things in the recovery circles where I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> more will be revealed. <laughs> I probably, that's just obvious. Yes, more will be revealed. Even if I wasn't here sitting in this room sober, more things will be revealed to me. Uh-huh. Things that were obscured before, like I wake up and I'm like, oh, I shit my pants. Well, that got revealed to me, you know. Mm-hmm. That's pretty obvious, though. But don't don't poop your pants. Don't. I've done it. It's really bad. Yeah, I've done it. This is just what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 2005? Boom. Yeah, probably. Probably yeah. after that, too. Man, many times before yeah yeah after that too <clears throat> yeah so I think life's that, hard man that's why we do this podcast yeah. yeah it's true it's true and i i think that um you know we have a very small dedicated group of listeners i'm always excited when somebody from like it's always nice to hear you know yeah yeah i sent you something the other day and this woman who follows me and the on instagram and she was training for a um she's training for a marathon in hawaii and i was like mm-hmm. this is fucking awesome like and i just i think i just liked her uh i liked one of her posts and she reached out and um and so she, this is she's uh lady j harrison on uh instagram and she just said um thanks you guys i was just said it's i said something to the effect of like it looks like it's going to be a fucking awesome run she said, thanks for the like about the marathon. I listen to your podcast all the time while running. Love you guys and your impact on my recovery. And, um, you know, she said she's been a huge part of the training process that we've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Many hours on the pavement. I love the show. I feel like I know you guys personally just hit 18 months and it's been a journey that I've been so grateful for and was turned on to you both early to you both early sobriety. So it's been an 18 month love of the show and counting enjoy your run i told her i was going on one tell jerry i said hi sometime so yeah she says hi, hi. right <clears throat> so and think about it it's just like <clears throat> listening to it while you're because i listen to podcasts i've been listening to music lately while i mm-hmm. run though and it's been actually i like it a little bit more yeah but yeah you're out there running like you're on the trail like i'm on the trail and i'll like look like i'll look down a quarter mile and be like okay i'll stop running when i hit that yellow crosswalk sign. Mm-hmm. That's when I'll stop running. I'll just kind of walk. 
And then I'll hit the crosswalk sign and be like, I'll stop running when I hit that light pole. You know what I mean? And keep pushing it. That's what you got to do, Lady J. <laughs> that's, See that's, that stop sign? Blast mm-hmm. through it. Look both ways, though. Look both ways when you're crossing the street because people are dumb as hell. Mm-hmm. That's but. that interval training. Is that what it is? That's what it's called. Interval yeah. training. It's called run, walk, run, walk. It's just called I get tired. My lungs get hot. Well, and I, I get a stitch. I, I, I told yeah. you what it's technically called. It's technically called fart lick. Um, fart licking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a real thing. You fart lick. Fart, but it's by F A H R T. No, it's F A. It's F A T L E K. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which fart- I replied to. It's better than fart sock. Yes. Because when we were drinking, me and Coda would enter that like in any game. Remember, whenever he would win, like big buck hunter, so he'd put his name down as fart sock. Yeah, and I was like, "What's Do you the remember fart that? sock?" Yeah, where we be doing like a trivia team, and it'd be like, "We're team fart sock." Fart sock, yeah. And you're like, "What does that mean?" It was just some shit he made up on the spot. And he's like, he "Sometimes like, you know, like when you're hanging out and you don't want anyone to hear your <laughs> fart, and so you roll up a sock and put it in your pants, like, and like, like that's not a thing. That's a ton of work, man. It's a lot just, of work to cover up the fart. Go noise. outside. Yeah. Yeah." <clears throat> so um it's it's so funny so I, fart I, fart lick is better than fart so. yes fart lick so it just Dot interval com. running and it's just basically what you're doing is going to help you get your your pace and your endurance up because you're pushing it and then you're resting and then you're pushing right. it and then you're resting. that's what i've been doing i'm i'm more, i'm running more than three now i ran four the other day in the same time it would have taken me to run three so I ran four in, in less than an hour, like 50-some minutes. And it used to take me 50-some minutes to run three. So my pace is getting better. It's getting but the problem is I don't run every day. I run two days a week because okay. I, I like lifting weights a lot. Right. And so and then I have two days of rest because if I push it too hard, I get really sore and my groin muscles really bad. Mm-hmm. So I have to like take it easy. But I think some weeks I'm going to alternate where I'll run three days a week and then lift weights two days. You know what I mean? Because typically I lift weights three days a week and run two days a week to keep my heart nice. Well, nice and smooth but i might flip it it's yeah don't and don't hurt yourself man there's no, no like nah it's one thing to like push through a little bit of pain i think but it's another thing to put yourself at risk for any sort of injury because that will just shut your ass down do you have a spotify you have a spotify account now i do yeah do you have a running playlist it's on apple music but i guess i could oh it is on a- oh, no don't... you've sent it to me on apple but i tried to make it on my spotify but it was a real pain in the ass well I i've been running to um Iggy, Iggy and the Stooges Funhouse is a good fucking album to run to. Okay. It's short though. It, anything, mostly, mm-hmm. most Iggy and the Stooges shit is pretty crazy to run to. Well, I look up like jogging mixes and they're bad. They're really bad. They're yeah. really like corny, hokey, fucking dance remixes of songs. Yeah, and... like pop music. So now I got to go through and curate. Um, mm-hmm. And I hate making playlists now. I used to love making them. And now I'm like, <clears throat> oh God, really? Well, I used to do like with cassette tapes where I put like little little skits in between and I would like, you know, the mm-hmm. whole like you'd hit record and then rewind. You're like, fuck, I missed it. And you'd have to like try to get it exactly. And you'd go mm-hmm. and I'd be like hit and record like you do it a dozen times to get the exact spot, you know, and you're um, trying to get a girl to hook up with you. So you basically really good mixtape. <clears throat> basically, like, this boy is so smart and sensitive. Mm-hmm. And look how much time and effort he put into it. But um, right. maybe I will switch it over. I'll, I'll spend some time and put my running playlist. Cause, well, I would hate for you to go through all the work and effort. I was just curious if you had one. Well, I might I just make about my it own. But. Because I've been thinking, like, I'm not really happy with the Apple necessarily. I mean, it's been fine. It's just what I started with and because I had iTunes yeah. and all that shit. But Spotify has a lot more. Um, not that this is a commercial for Spotify, but I feel like 
there's a lot more going on and Spotify will allow small people who just do a random songs and stuff that I can find there rather than yeah. being just everything that BMI puts out or whatever it Spotify is. Spotify has shit from a punk rock band I listen from from Sierra Vista, Arizona that I used to listen to when I was 16. Like that's on Spotify. Like right. someone put that uploaded that to Spotify and so I'll And Spotify was fine with it whereas Apple would be like yeah. no. You can't. No. Yeah. What the fuck is Malignus Youth? I'm like, only <laughs> the best punk rock band in the late 80s to come out of Sierra Vista, California. Thank you. Um. So, oh, did I tell you that Casey's running a fucking 50K on Mount Hood? I Good forgot. For him. I, I got to tell. I got to. He was. That's, that's great. That's crazy. It's 30 that's miles. That's fucking wild. That's so wild. Send a chopper, man. <laughs> Good for him. I'm proud of him. That's crazy. Um, I can't even do five yet, so that's great. Well, you, I'm up to four now. Ah, we'll see where I get. It, it's fun. I'm having fun with it. Yeah, that's. that's he's probably having part. fun too. I mean, if he's like, "Yo, I gotta run thirty fucking miles," he's probably having a blast. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but it was just he knows he was he sent me the link and it looks gorgeous. Not that you're spending much time looking at the, at, you know, the environment. No, try not to die the whole time. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Basically, Maybe. after the first half of it. But yeah. yeah, so, um, so I think that one of the things too with this podcast and talking with you and not just about um, the recovery and friendship and connection, which you know was on that that last Rich Roll one, they that was the big that that was the big theme that everybody. Yeah, had. I gotta finish it. I'll finish it tomorrow when I'm folding clothes and shit. I think those guys are great, and I think that anybody who's interested in various ways of getting recovery and being recovered and and looking at alcoholism in a different way and quit drinking is that one in particular is really good because there's three different perspectives on it. Right. Do you so, know what I mean? So, so yeah. you've got Rich Roll, who, if you don't know, he's the uh, he's like the it's not I don't want to say self help guru, but he's he's a great podcaster who brings on a lot of cool, interesting, high minded like people. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mishka Shubali, who is a, you know, sort of down and dirty uh, dude who got sober on his own. And he's a tattooed punk rock comedian guy. Wrote yeah. A couple he's books. a writing. He's an English professor at Yale. Yeah. Isn't I want to go creative take, writing professor. Yeah. I want to go take his class one of these years. I don't know what it's going to what it's going to be all scared of you, dude. You're like in his orbit. <laughs> Well, I don't think he's scared. Well, I don't know. I mean, I always like I'm post up. With yeah. You, but yeah. <clears throat> well, I also because I've reached out to him a few times and sent him some emails, but I'm always like, "Don't be fucking crazy." And I'm just like, "Hey, check this out," or "Hey, I brought this up," or something like that. And you know, because but it, you're right when you when you try to reach out to people on social media and stuff like that, you don't want to be like, oh, you, you just anyhow, you don't want to be misrepresented. You don't want to misrepresent Correct. yourself. Yeah. Um, and who's the third guy? James. His name is no. John Joseph, and he was and in a band s- called the Cro-Mags. I never got into the Cro-Mags, but... Me neither. They're fucking hardcore, though. They're punk rock. He, they're hardcore punk. I have a book that I'm going to start listening to here called The PMA, which is The Positive Mental Attitude that he right, wrote. Yeah. He was a Harry Krishna for a long time. Yeah. And uh, he also did a, he did a cookbook, or he's got another book I got to find out called Meat is for Pussies. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's yeah. hardcore He's vegan. a hardcore Lower East Side fucking New Yorker, dude. And you can like, hear it in his voice. Old school, yeah. Every other word is fuck this. I remember the Cro-Mags were like, fuck a force, you know? Like, mm-hmm. So... So yeah. he's an Iron Man vegan dude. So there's, but the whole thing about this is that there's various ways of of reaching sobriety that works right for an individual. And you know, d- despite our last Triple F podcast or fun food and fitness or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck that was, <laughs> you don't have to work out to Mm-mm. be sober. 
Mm-mm. You don't. It's just. It's just what we. It's. It's honestly a hobby that John and I have taken up in recovery. But you don't need to. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't You'll hurt. feel better. But I mean, don't. I would hate for anybody to listen to this and be like, "Oh, they're talking about fucking working out again." Gee, it's like, like I said, it's like me and when I used to listen to Joe Rogan, he started talking about MMA, and I'd be like, "Oh God." Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will only say that it's a hobby that one it kills time. So, which is something that uh, I think is really well. Uh, it feels good too, man. Feels I got good. a little high the other, like I'll get runner's highs. Like I really will. I'll feel like all is right and feel like this weird sense of not like euphoria, almost mm-hmm. like contentment. It like comes. just from that dopamine hit, you know. And I'm like, oh, the world's not a piece of shit. That's great, you yeah. know. Like yeah, yes, yeah, and I I'll do. be buying groceries floating for a minute and mm-hmm. then i'll come back and it just feels good like it feels good to use your body for what it was meant for yeah which yeah. was to keep moving and doing things and it feels good i'm out there running about 20 minutes into it i'm like this feels right like this is what i should be doing you know it's so yeah can't wait for the weather to get better i'm yeah. gonna be a shirtless running dude dude all my loose skin flapping around i'm gonna make it real make it real. <clears throat> i got about 10 more pounds um, but you know, so here's the other thing, you know, where the fat goes when you're, when you're losing it is you breathe it out. So the harder you breathe, the harder you push yourself, the more fat you're burning. Really? So that's where fat, that's where it goes when it goes away. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, you just lose weight by hyperventilating. <laughs> Basically, you, I mean, I don't, I think that I may be oversimplifying the science. <laughs> I think so too, but that's all right. It's a hard science, folks. It's you heard it. It's a hard science. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that this this whole thing, this whole endeavor, was born out of wanting to, really wanting to be close to you, and be in a connection with you. And like, I was like, oh well, our friendship used to be really close and great, which in a lot of ways it was, in a lot of ways it wasn't, because it was mm-hmm. self-destructive, dysfunctional, and on a path to death and you know or at least disease and in many many ways yeah pain and suffering and we were we would commiserate in that way and i feel like now commiserating on things that are positive and feel good and make me fucking happy and i'm like oh wow i really want to share this thing that happened to me or i'm really i'm working on this other thing or i got kind of got this problem what do you think about it and you know right right listeners will you know jerry will you know sometimes be a little like flipping about things and be like, I don't know, fuck them. But you know, don't listen to me. And, <laughs> and then, but then you, you have, you have other insight that I, because I'm stuck right. behind my own eyes, I can't see it. Right. And you're like, well, maybe that's not the way to look at it. And I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, you're right. It's not the way to look right. at it. Right. Well, get that. I get a similar thing from you. <clears throat> and so you seem to have gotten more gentler and calmer in your recovery. Well, yeah. So when I'm in my when I'm in my fuck him in the face mode, yeah, you'll be like, well, you know, and then I'll be like, you know, he's right. I need to pause here. Yeah, you're Just right. Just pause. Just pause. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, what is the weather like there now? It's cold, it's, huh? I think today the high was in the like 50s, and ah. it was sunny. It's cold. It was cold as fuck last night. I slept with socks on, which that's weird. That's real interesting yeah. shit, but that is weird. Yeah, because <laughs> I it's can't 51 right now. Tomorrow will be 59. Oh, well, I guess, you but know. it's just. Wet and rainy and in the 50s. We're hitting the 60, 60 once, I think, in the next week, 10 days. So okay. We'll, see. well once garbage. the sun comes out, man, you're going to be out there. I run in the cold. I run. In, I ran in like 29 degree weather the other day. It's fucking hardcore. That's not. I need to get, I need to be out there or I'm, I, I don't know. Or you're cranky what... and fucking irritable, yeah. restless and discontent. Yeah, I uh-huh. know. So I have to be out there. Yeah. It's crazy. Tomorrow. I'm running tomorrow. So. 
Yeah, me too. I got to go meet some guys at fucking 9 a.m. So now there's people that are relying on me, you know, to meet right. up and go and do. And so I mean, I think that that's I'm not saying man, that you're, you're hosed, man, you're hosed. <laughs> but it's it's helpful to go running with another person. I mean, when mm-hmm. you get there. Um, But it's, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But it's just about the, the whole ah. so the whole thing is connection. Right. So that's the whole reason we started this podcast. It's why we continue to do it. <clears throat> How long will it last? I have no idea. Um, but, you know, at least through next week. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I've I got one more. Got one more in me. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at asforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.